Tri-State's number one motorsports talk show. Today's program is brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States, here's Rappin' on Racing. Hey, this is Mark Richards. You're listening to Rappin' on Racing with Don Gamble. Good evening and welcome to Rapping on Racing, September 18, 2023. We're going to start off with Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Tabitha Coppola from the management team at Pittsburgh, and we have Victory Lane interviews with Ben Police and Daryl Charlier. A.J. Poljack, the defending pro stock champion and winning engine builder, is one of our guests. Want to send out a thank you to Jim Ballantyne for the Mercer Raceway Fast Series information. Mercer Raceway Fast Series winner and Western PA Sprint Car Champion Bob Felmley will share his comments. We will also hear from Adam Kekich and Danny Sam. Howie Bayless did a nice interview with Robbie Scott, the Tyler County Champion and Super Late Model Driver. Joining us will be great late model driver Cole Patrell and Pro Stock Rookie of the Year at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Emily Laboon. And again, I want to thank Howie Bayless for several of these very nice interviews. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. This is the banker Bob Thought for this evening. Change is inevitable. Well, except from some vending machines. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Brown. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Skarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Hussick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot, and we get pictures from them for specific racing events. And we thank all these people for their wonderful work. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapid on Racing. All right, listeners. Up next is Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Tyler, good afternoon. How are you? I'm great as always, Don. How about yourself? Good. I was under the weather, but now I'm good. Hey, uh, I kind of a unique show uh, Saturday with this uh, Sport Compacts. Not something that, I mean, they run there all the time, but this was a big deal. Let's talk about it. 
Yeah, definitely. A really cool deal uh, this year with the Sport Compact Shootout, the second annual running of this event. This year's event was presented by Hollister Hauling, so happy to have them on board as a presenting sponsor of the race. But uh, last year, it was the 2022 race of the year, and we were wondering what to expect for this year, and they did not disappoint by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, 20 cars checked in to do battle, which I think is great, considering that there were four-cylinder races at three other racetracks other than Pittsburgh this week. Um, so you kind of get a little bit apprehensive of what we can expect in terms of car count. But they showed up in full force, and we definitely appreciate each one of the drivers who decided to come out, uh, some of them towing from four to five hours away to be a part of the second annual running of that event. And uh, it delivered in every which way possible. The heat races were phenomenal. Um, the qualifying efforts were fun and entertaining to watch as well. And the feature event was absolutely phenomenal. Watching these drivers use every last inch of the 90-foot-wide racing surface was absolutely great. They were tearing down the walls in one and two. They were going to the bottom and trying to trying to pick up what little bit of traction was left on the bottom of three and four and everything in between. And it was just a, a blast to watch those guys. I love having the sport compacts there every single week uh, on a weekly basis for the Crawford Auto Repair open four cylinders. But when there's more money on the line, more drivers show up, and it's always an entertaining, uh, entertaining race. I have to ask the question. Travis Brown was second. It says his hometown is Dover. Are we talking Delaware? Dover, Pennsylvania. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, so it's about it's still about a five hour haul, if I'm not mistaken. Wow. So it's definitely not. Yeah, it's not close. It's not close at all. Um, he made the tow out last year, and he was the race winner last year. Uh, so he had something to come back for. And uh, the biggest memory I have of Travis was thanking a sponsor in Victory Lane for giving him a fishing pole. Uh, <laughs> so sometimes it's just that easy. And then Chambersburg, that's no easy ride either for Kevin Stein. No, no, those two towed together, actually. It seems like they're kind of, uh, I don't want to say they're teammates, but they're buddies. And poor Kevin, I feel so bad for him. Um, and he, he kind of crashed on the very last lap. Coming to the checkered flag, he lost control of the car. And just as he crossed the flag stand, he put it right in the outside wall. And that car was tore up every which way. And mm. feel really bad for him. Long, tall, long haul, you hope he makes it back in one piece. And unfortunately, he needed some help getting the car put on the flatbed trailer before uh, getting it back to Chambersburg. But... Uh, just happy to hear that the driver was all right. And again, we appreciate guys like Kevin and uh, and Travis for making that long haul. Did all these cars have an impact on the point standings? And that's the peculiar thing about having a race with that magnitude so close to the end of the season whenever there's close points racing going on. Susie Rudolph, Kyle Janis, and Tyler Hollister all within 10 points of one another heading into this race. And with an increased field of cars, that now creates, uh, a, uh, if somebody has a bad night, that's going to create a lot of distance uh, in the point standings, depending on how many points you get, because it depends on how many cars show up. So uh, Susie Rudolph, the car just ended up misfiring, and she pulls in um, pretty early into the race. Uh, as the points leader, that certainly has a detriment. Kyle Janis and Tyler Hollister were running up front at the time, and all of a sudden, Tyler ha- I'm sorry, Kyle Janis was racing around the top side of the racetrack, drugged the right rear tire about a quarter of the way through turn number one, and that was enough to cause a flat tire. So Kyle Janis then pulls into the pits. Tyler Hollister is the only remaining top three driver in the point standing still running. At that point, he has the points lead. However, something went wrong for Tyler Hollister, and he pulls into the pits. 
So uh, it was dramatic in every which way possible. I'm, I'm interested to see how the point standing shape up. We'll have a good idea of what that's going to look like here probably by Monday or Tuesday um, of this upcoming week. So we look forward to seeing how it plays out heading into championship night next Saturday, September the 23rd. Sounds like the NASCAR race with all the big uh, guns getting crashed out of the race and out of the playoffs. Whoa. I understand. Yeah, you don't like to. You don't like to see it, but, I mean, that's part of the sport. That's what mm-hmm. makes it so pure and so raw, and uh, it's exciting. I understand it was a pretty exciting last lap pass. Was that in the hobby stocks? It was. It was, and it was between the two points ch- uh, drivers who were racing for points, first and second, uh, Stephen Sheltman and Logan Gatellis. So Logan Gatellis held the lead for the majority of the race, and it looked like he was going to uh, become the, the feature winner for the night. But Steven Sheltman, with an excellent veteran move down to the bottom of turn three, got the run he needed, and uh, he just edged out Logan Gatellis through three and four and beat him to the line, and it was a great last lap pass. And um, in victory lane, it was kind of funny. Once the microphone was off, Sheltman looked at me and said, he's beaten me too many times in the last lap, so I had to give him one back. <laughs> and uh, But he said it with a smile on his face, and I think with the utmost respect toward Logan Gatellis, just knowing just how competitive – uh, that battle has been all year long between those two at the top of the point standings. And uh, unfortunately for Logan, I think that win for Sheltman, um, obviously anything can happen on championship night if Sheltman doesn't perform or you know something breaks or anything like that, God forbid. Uh, if Catellus is there, he could probably pull it off. But I think the, the damage has been done, and I think Steven Sheltman is looking pretty promising to be your next five-time uh, hobby stock track champion at Pittsburgh. Well, the cream always rises to the top. Those two drivers have 13 feature wins. Yeah, yeah, it's it's fun to watch. Every which week, uh, it, it's fun to watch. And the cool thing is, is through the year, we've seen a lot of these hobby stock competitors really make bounds improvements, leaps and bounds improvements. Uh, drivers like uh, Leroy Brown, Joey Brown, uh, even Joe Brown himself has made improvements. Matt Bernard is back to his fast pace, fast pace again. Uh, Jonathan Catellus was working toward the front of the field. Garrett Opatchen has been fast all year long as well. So these drivers aren't making it very easy on Logan Catellus or Stephen Sheltman, though they are the cream of the crop, I would say, uh, as the point standings would represent. But the rest of these drivers are improving in a rapid manner, and uh, it's going to be interesting for 2024 to see how that all plays out as well. If you're just joining us, we're talking to Tyler Harris, the voice of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. i got to ask you about Leroy Brown. Do they call him Big Bad Leroy Brown like the song? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Bad Bad Leroy Brown. Uh, And there's uh, Downtown Leroy Brown. Uh, Leroy Brown out of Raccoon Township. So he's actually, too, a cool little story. He's an Army veteran, U.S. Army veteran, served over in Afghanistan um, during, you know, the 2001 uh, war in Iraq. So uh, very cool guy, very humble, down-to-earth guy. The whole Brown crew back there from the Brown's Auto Salvage Clan, um, Real good, real good group of guys, and, and, and love having them there every week. That sounds like an amazing family. Before we get into the pro stocks and talking about the winner, car 74, where's that from? I never saw Daryl in that car before. So actually, Daryl won with that car earlier yeah. this year at Pittsburgh back in June. Didn't know that. Um, but yeah, yep. So that Paul, that uh, car is named Buster, and it belongs to Paul Petrovich, who is out of, I believe, he still lives out of like West Deer Township area. Yeah. Um, but 
Paul owns the car, and, and he's driven it a few times himself back in the past, back, I would say, ooh, probably about 10 years ago, but has owned a car ever since, but he likes to find drivers that will come race it for him, and I don't think you're going to find much of a better driver than Daryl Charlier at Pittsburgh to, to fill the seat for your race car. So, yeah. uh, And it proved to be it proved to be the right call because Daryl found victory lane once again. And how about this, Don? 74th career win at Pittsburgh in car number 74, and he ties himself for fourth all-time with a guy by the name of Steve Baker. Well, when I saw that 74, I thought, one of those is a misprint. Well, the car number 74, but isn't that ironic that it's its 74th win? Yeah. Yep, 74th career win. A uh, bunch of wins in E-Mod competition. We've seen a bunch of wins in uh, Crate Late Model competition as well, but I believe that was his ninth career win in the Pro Stocks. Uh, com would definitely have that answer for me as he yeah. has stats on pretty much everything going forward. That's uh, Rich Berry, who runs that website. Um, but yeah, I mean, he's, I was brilliant, absolutely brilliant to watch him. Uh, the, the midway missile lived up to his moniker. He just right up along the high side. Uh, he was in a, in a land of his own up there. And I asked him in victory lane, and I'm sure we'll probably go ahead and play it on rapid on racing. But I did ask the question, you know, what was the difference between the rush late models and the pro stocks? And his answer was actually pretty endearing. So I'll, uh, I'll make sure that we have that on this week's episode for everybody to listen to. Great. Looking at the, well, three of the top four in the uh, race are multiple feature winners. Charlier, Poljack, Catellus. McDonald's not a regular there, so he wouldn't be in that category. Yeah, I wouldn't say he's a regular, but um, he's definitely been there a lot more this season, uh, which has been fun to have, uh, having a driver like Brett McDonald. And you can see, too, the time that he's put in there has been paid beneficial uh, because uh, finishing in the top five at Pittsburgh is, is not an easy task because you do have those regulars there that just know that track through and through, in and out, uh, Pull Jack and Kachuba being two of them right there. But uh, he's gotten faster, and um, it's definitely paid its dividends showing up each week. And, and that top three finish is, is certainly a respectable one. And I'm interested to see what a driver like Brett and others could do in the upcoming Bob Walters Memorial Race uh, presented by Big Daddy Donuts of Crafton. Fans, we're going to need to take a break. Tyler and I will be back after a few messages. It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for championship night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Late Models. The Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headline the Friday before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendren Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. 
every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania. Their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now, more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Tyler Harris. All right, fans, we're back. We're talking to... Tyler Harris from Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. Uh, did we cover everything on the pro stocks, or did we cut it short? No, everything's pretty much squared up with the pro stocks. I mean, point standings-wise, if you wanted to cut into that a little bit, A.J. Poljack had the commanding lead. Uh, close points battle between Nick Kachuba and Dale Tui for second in points, and they had a very spirited battle for fifth throughout the entire feature, side-by-side uh, side, pretty much the entire length of it. Uh, excellent racing to watch at the back of the field. It seemed like Daryl pretty much had a firm grasp on the lead and on the win of that race. But uh, watching those two duke it out on for position on track and seeing them battle all year for position in the point standings, it's been a lot of fun to watch. What amazes me about Poljack, how many of the guys, be it in a hobby stocks or some of these other divisions, are running one of his engines? And I mean, I have never seen one of his motors go bad. No, it's very uh, few and far between, that's for sure. He knows how to make them, and I think uh, Jerry Miley does a fair amount of work on them, too, in terms of getting them uh, squared up or cleaned up whenever necessary. So it seems like a pretty winning combination. And AJ's so quiet and laid back. I mean, I have an interview with him that's going to be on the show, but uh, he's, uh, he's pretty quiet. He just does his thing, whether he's winning races at Pittsburgh or when he was up at Jennerstown, winning races on the asphalt or building winning motors. This guy's really got some deep roots in racing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was cool during the uh, motorsports, uh, the McGill Motorsports uh, Complex interview that I did back in January to see some of the asphalt memorabilia from A.J. Poljack hanging up in their garage. Uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool little trip down memory lane. Let's talk late models. Yeah, 18 Rush Late Models checked in to get ready for the upcoming uh, Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Late Model Touring Series, a Flint's Tire Touring Series event. So we'll see some of the top drivers in our region and in the nation, for that matter, be a part of that huge event, that two-night event coming up Friday, September 29th, and Saturday, September 30th as part of the Pittsburgher weekend. But 18 of them checked in to do battle. A really entertaining race. Ben Police was just uh, undeniable on Saturday night. Uh, He struggled this season, as he admitted, in victory lane, but getting a win like that uh, so close to a big race that's coming up definitely builds the confidence going up into that race. Uh, A pretty impressive field there. I see now Daryl Charlier was in the 184. How did that happen? 
Yeah, he's filled in for that uh, Cole Patrell backup car uh, for a few occasions this year. He was in it for the George Steel City Classic back in August, and I think he was in it maybe one other time in between then. Uh, but again, it kind of goes back to that same conversation as we had with Paul Petrovich and the Pro Stocks. Uh, if you have a second car or if you have a car and you're looking for a driver, it's really hard to look past Daryl Charlier. So I think Cole Petrell knows that and sees that. And um, Daryl knows how to perform pretty much in any kind of car. You could put him in a four-cylinder race car, and I'm sure he'd find a way to perform in the thing. And um, it, it's it's pretty impressive to see what Daryl's capable of doing. Uh, but a top five finish in the Rush Late Models, and not being a full timer at that with a stacked field, uh, it's it's pretty impressive. So uh, he was definitely on one. I'm sure he had a good night. Unfortunately for his wife Tanya, though, cutting back to the pro stock momentarily. Uh, she was back in pro stock competition, unfortunately. Uh, engine failure for Miss Charlier again, and uh, that pretty much puts a damper on the season for her. So I hate to see it for her, but Daryl ultimately ended up having a great night. Now, Ben Police is too young, and I've told him about it, but I don't think he really cares. But there was a team for Rice's Landing back in the 50s. It was Pallone Brothers, and Dick Linder drove the car. They ran... 150 races, and he won 52 times. Every, <laughs> that's a third. That's, every, that's not bad. Yeah, every third race, he won. Yeah. And, and then you talk about Ben Police, too. I mean, he's certainly a winner in, in every fashion of the imagination there. Uh, top five, I think, all time in wins with the Rush Late Model Division at Pittsburgh. So uh, he's definitely he's just waiting for that big one. And I think everybody is just waiting for that big one for Ben Police. He definitely has the equipment. Uh, the driver has the capability. And uh, I, I tell you what, usually he does the uh, two-beer celebratory uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin celebration on top of the roof in Victory Lane. I think if he won a big one like the Bill Hendren Memorial, I think it'd be more than two beers. He might just unleash a whole 30-pack on himself before the victory lane was over. <laughs> How about the uh, the all-time uh, win list, uh, tie for third on the win list? Police, Tommy Schoenhofer, and Dave Wade. That's impressive. Great company. Great company to be in. So for that division, yeah, I mean, he's got to be happy about that. I think it tied, tied him for 25 all-time wins in the division. Um, so, yeah, I mean... It's it's pretty impressive feat, and I'd uh, love to see it for a guy like Ben. Uh, overall, uh, a, a class act, good guy, uh, down to earth, uh, certainly entertaining. Nothing short of entertaining from Ben Police. Uh, his whole crew is just a good a good time to be around. Well, when when they're coming for a big deal, don't they call come in what they call the drunk bus? Yeah, well, yeah, they had the uh, the the. Um, I think there was the producer supply drunk bus for a little bit yeah. there. Uh, ben, Ben, and his uh, co-workers would come up, and the co-workers would come watch Ben race, and uh, that that was a lively bunch as well. I don't think we saw him here yet this year, but we might have to talk to Ben and see what's going on and get them back up there for the twenty twenty four season. Burgoon had a rough night. Yeah, and you talk about points implications. That's um, that's not what you want to see for a guy like Ben uh, for uh, Brandon Burgoon. Uh, was running pretty well, but definitely was working his way forward until the rear end let out of the car, and uh, that put a damper on his night. Cole Patrell, not an optimal performance, but nonetheless, whenever your competitor in the points uh, is not comp- uh, competing, uh, anything is better than, than that. So uh, it was a good night for Cole Patrell in that aspect, uh, but with one week to left of points, uh, it's still definitely within arm's reach for each competitor. I think Cole Patrell now has a good grasp on the points lead, but 
Uh, anything can and will happen. So fortunately for Brandon Burgoon, his rear end lets loose, but uh, Franklin Franklin's uh, Supply is a is a sponsor of him, and they built some phenomenal rear ends, and I'm sure they'll have a new one freshened up and ready to go for Ben for championship night. Okay, have we covered everything, or is there something else you'd like to include? Well, I just want to make mention of uh, Sadie Snatchko, of course, your winner in the Always Safe Flagging the Traffic Control Young Guns. Sadie's put on an impressive season uh, in the Young Guns division. I asked her what's next, and she said she wants to get in a hobby stock, but Dad was shaking her head, shaking his head no. So uh, I said, why don't we go ahead and table that one for some Sunday uh, dinner conversation and uh, see what will happen, what's, what stays in store for Sadie moving forward. But uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about championship night, what's coming up for Saturday, September the 23rd. Not only will our TMT Transportation Action Event Division be competing on Saturday the 23rd, but it's also going to be our Jerry Rents Rush Sports and Modifieds competing in the Crescendo, which is going to be a $650 to win event. And if a driver who was there back on September 2nd shows up, and if they happen to win the race, they get an extra $100 to, uh, to their credit courtesy of Jerry Rents. So uh, we anticipate a nice field of rush force and modifieds for this event, 650 to win, $75 to start. Uh, we're going to qualify them, give them heat races, a dash, and a feature event. So should be a real fun night of racing. We'll see all of those points championships come to a close. And, of course, the Pittsburgh Dawn, it's coming. It's in your backyard, the penultimate round of the Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series. It's all going to come to a close on Saturday, September the 30th. So uh, tickets are still available for your discounted admission until uh, 923. So next Saturday is your last chance to buy discounted tickets for the Pittsburgh, or $40 for the grandstand, $60 for the pits. So don't miss out. Head to ppms.com forward slash schedule and get your tickets in advance before it's too late. Tyler, I thank you. As always, you have a nice afternoon. You do the same, Don. Thank you so much. No one covers motorsports like Rapid on Racing. For nearly 40 years, Rapid on Racing has provided the best in motorsports information with knowledgeable and veteran reporters who cover all forms of racing. Weekly reports include local dirt and asphalt racing from Pennsylvania, Ohio, and West Virginia, plus the All-Star, Lucas Oil Late Models, NASCAR, Rush, and the World of Outlaws. Listeners get the latest breaking motorsports news. The show features special guests, local track reports, driver interviews. The host of Rapid on Racing is Don Gamble, a former driver and track promoter. Don brings a wealth of racing knowledge to the program every week. Rapid on Racing. So the 14B makes the scales and everything is good. So it's official. Ben Police, your feature winner tonight. He's climbing out of the car. He's excited, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear for tonight's feature winner. Give it up for Ben Police. As always, as tradition, with a Ben Police victory, you get the Stone Cold Steve Austin beer on the top of the car. But, buddy, this one's special for a multitude of reasons. You've tied yourself third for all time in Rush Late Model Competition wins with none other than Dave Wade and Tommy Schoenhofer, Jr. You're in real good company, buddy. Yeah, it's... It's just been one heck of a year. I mean, we've struggled. Um, last year, we were either blowing up motors or winning, and we were on top of the world. And this year, it's just been, you know, every week, we've just been getting our, our asses kicked. And, uh, you know, tonight, the car felt really good just start to finish. And, uh, you know, it just it feels so good to get back on because, you know, the weeks the weeks previous, you know, it's just, it, it sucks. You know, I'm, I'm down and out. And, you know, people are like, are you still having fun? And, you know, I say it's fun whenever you win. So, yeah, it's... Uh, it's it's very very good to get back here. I got a, you know, 
this one's for you, Dad. I mean, I, I don't thank him enough for, for getting me into this. And I got to thank my wife, Kaylee, and my daughter, Oakland, because, I mean, this is about as stressed as I can put somebody, you know, at the garage all the time, trying to raise a little girl, and, and it's just, uh, you know, working 50 hours a week, it's, it's, it's hard, but, you know, I, I got to thank them for what they do and, and what they put up with. Yeah, nice like tonight, make it all the worthwhile for you. So not only do you get off a big win here to push yourself into the top echelon of Rush Late Model Competition, but you've got another couple of big races coming up here on Friday the 29th and Saturday, September the 30th, two nights of the Bill Hendren Memorial. I think this thing's ready. Are you? I, I hope so. You know, it's it's good to finally get it get it dialed in. And, uh, you know, this Pittsburgh, it's our Achilles heel. I mean, it's either we're blowing up, we're getting a flat tire, we're – you know, we've been so close. I just I think this might be the year that we finally click off one of them wins at the Pittsburgher. Yeah, those big races have been a struggle for you. Unfortunately, things come up, uh, motor failure, uh, you know, something happens with the driver, whatever it may be. But uh, I think it's just a matter of time before you get that big one. So you're telling us that this is this is going to be it. This is the year. I sure hope so, man. I got to thank uh, you know, got to thank my crew chief Sean for not not letting me quit. You know, keep me in there. Um, Zach Lucky, he's been helping this year. All the sponsors on the car, DH Services, Fry Lumber, PSC, uh, KSW, JRZ. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm so hyped up right now. I'm sorry. I, I, I forget shit up here. Well, you go enjoy this one with your uh, crew and your family. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time. Third all-time in the wins list here. Give it up for Ben Police. He's out of the car, ladies and gentlemen. Let's hear it for tonight's feature winner. Give it up for the Midway Missile, Daryl Charlier. So there was a big win earlier here tonight with Ben Police as he tied himself for third all-time in the Rush Late Model ranks with Tommy Schoenhofer and Dave Wade. Tonight, you tie yourself for fourth all-time in all feature wins here at the Speedway with Steve Baker. So congratulations on win number 74. Yeah, I mean, I appreciate that. I think uh, tying Steve Baker is a, definitely an accomplishment, so I'll take it. Win number 74 in car number 74. This Paul Petrovich-owned machine has been an absolute missile for you, no pun intended, especially on that high side in turns one and two. Very few have the uh, cojones, should we say, to run up on that line, but you show it. Yeah, I don't know about that, but uh, yeah, this car hand handles pretty good up there. It's still a little free, but uh, you know, the track, um, I think, worked for us tonight. It, it worked in our favor for the way that this car has been running. Um, you know, hopefully we get this track at the Pittsburgher, but I doubt that's going to happen. So we're going to start working on our slick setup to try to get this car to stay uh, on the track here. So talk about the disadvantage or the advantage of jumping in a rush late model then immediately jumping into a pro stock going back to back like that. Well, I thought there was an advantage of knowing what the track was going to do. And, and in the crate race, everybody was on the bottom. That seemed like the, that was the best place to go. And so that was my intentions first lap. And uh, the car just didn't want to stay there. It didn't seem like there was that much grip down there. Um, so we just figured we'd rip around the top. And for some reason, I think these cars like the top, um, at least for me. So 
Um, they got the motor to do it where the crate car is a little bit harder. Um, if there's traction on the bottom, you know, they kind of equal each other out. But with these things, you can kind of motor out on the outside. You're a hired gun all season long. You'll be a hired gun coming up on Friday the 29th for the Bob Walters Memorial. You'll be a hired gun for the Bill Hendren Memorial. Two big nights, two big shows coming up for you in two weeks. Yeah, we're excited to do it. Hopefully we can... Uh, you know, do some, do decent and, and uh, maybe pull off a couple of wins. That way I can keep on being a hired gun, right? <laughs> That's what you want to do. People you want to thank for getting you here tonight. Uh, I mean, it, mainly it's Paul. Um, Paul and Buster, that's what he calls the car. So uh, he's the one, he's the only one that works on the car the whole time throughout the week. We don't get to race it all the time uh, because of his schedule, my schedule. So really thanks to Paul to making sure to give me a good car to run tonight. Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it one more time. Fourth all-time in feature wins here at PPMS. Give it up for the Midway Missile, Daryl Charlier. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, Give him a call at 724-443-5720. That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. Dawn in our continuing series of the ladies racers, lady racers at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. We're going to end this how we started, by not interviewing a racer. We started with Melissa Daly, whose idea this all was. And now we're going to end with the owner of the Speedway, Tabitha Coppola. Tabitha has three major roles uh, that make her important to this interview, and that is she is a woman, 
she is the track owner, but maybe most importantly, she's the mother of two young girls. Two young girls who are a little too young to understand what's going on just yet. But in a couple of years, they're going to be up in the grandstand rooting for the girls racing here at the Speedway. Your impressions of how many women we have racing here? Well, I mean, I'd like to see more women racing here. We do have some. Um, I think that it's great to see the 14, 15-year-old girls down there and the young guns, and they're just so happy and excited and really doing it. So as, as old guy standing here interviewing a, a young lady who wasn't that long ago a teenager herself, think about what these girls are going through. I mean, this is an uphill battle for them competing in what has been a, a traditionally man's sport. And Tabitha, you may not know it, but not more than about four or five decades ago, women weren't even allowed in the pits. Look how far we have come. Yeah, yeah, I didn't know that. Um, that's a shame, but... It's great, you know, I think that to see these girls out here doing it, just doing the same thing that the boys can do, having fun, showing them, I mean, we got girls winning all the time, so I think it's great. And just over the weekend, actually, my daughter told me that she wants to be a race car driver when she grows up now, since we bought this place, so I think it's pretty cool, and I hope that the girls continue to get the recognition that they deserve, for sure. Well, they're certainly not. They're certainly doing that, and they're doing it by winning. For one thing, the Young Guns division, you know, without fail, is the the star of the show. When we want to talk about women racers, for sure, uh, I think seven of them uh, on on the uh, on the points list are women and two guys. And the guy, the one one of the guys, Gavin Kakalis, leads the points. But I mean, how about seven girls and two guys in this division? And these girls, you know, are going to start to filter up through the hobby stocks and pro stocks and beyond. And you know, where do we go from there? I mean, do we bring more girls in? Do you think this? As a mother of girls, do you think your girls are going to watch this? You already said it. One of them wants to do it already. How big of an impact is it for these ladies that are racing now on the young girls sitting in the stands? Um, I think it's a, I think it's pretty big. You know, I don't know. I'm not down there. I spend most of my time up here, but I do see, um, I see both sides of it. I see good and bad. I see some of the girls down there that kind of take it to their head and start to fight. But then I do see girls down there that are very elegant about their wins and very, I don't know how to say it. They, um, you know, just like to still keep it classy, but they're still out there kicking butt, you know, I mean. There, I, I'm not sure what her name is, but there's this one girl I see down there all the time, and she's just such a sweet, innocent-looking little girl, but she gets behind that wheel, and I'll tell you what, man, she's neck and neck with number one almost every race. She, she kicks butt, so I think it's great. I like to see these girls doing it and still keeping their composure and staying classy and you know, keeping it together, but showing the boys that, hey, we can do it too. So that would be Zoe Knight, who's about 80 pounds soaking wet, but behind that wheel, she is a different person. That's to be sure. So, okay, you're a woman, you understand glass ceilings and everything else. Uh, these girls, as I've interviewed them, I've asked them, do you feel like you need to be better? You need to, to be, how do I say this? You need to carry yourself better than the guys do because of the way you're looked at as a woman. 
So what do you think these girls have to do to continue to earn the respect, besides winning, to earn the respect that maybe they just wouldn't get? I think people think that this is just uh, fun and games. It isn't. You've seen these girls race. Oh, yeah. Um, Honestly, in my opinion, I like to see... I like when we hold our composure. I don't think that they have to prove anything because they do it when they get on the racetrack. I like to see them calm, cool, and collected and not to be bothered by the things that these boys say to them. You know what I mean? Like, I want to see them just continue to believe in themselves and do what they do and still kick ass while they're out there. You certainly inherited this mantle, but... You, I have to understand, and, and I know you do now, there are no racetracks anywhere that have the percentage of women drivers, lady competitors. Every division is represented here at Pittsburgh, including one of our visiting divisions, Chelsea Krekic and the Modifieds comes. Uh, we have... Uh, we have Sadie and, and so many others in the Young Guns. We have Cassidy in the late models. Cassidy went from a go-kart to late models, and she's she's third in points right now. Uh, so this is awesome for them, but I think it's also awesome for the track to say we have a dozen lady competitors, and there's no track anywhere that can compare, compare to that. Yeah, I think that's great. You know, I... Um I have seen I seen Cassidy too. I think that might be one of the ones that I was thinking of that she um she just seems like such a sweet girl, you know. And so she has such she comes from such a sweet family and she she I mean she kicks butt out there. She's just this little blonde bombshell out there behind the wheel and she's doing it. But yeah, I'd like to see more. I'd like to see more women. I'd like to see I don't I I don't understand why there should be any diversity there, you know. Um we can do it too. So as a perhaps future race car mom, uh, you know, you see Cassidy out there, that rush late model, that's the fastest car we have here. I mean, they're picking up some serious speed down there. Let's talk about how mom, as you as a mom might feel with your daughter out there. Never mind your son. I mean, obviously you're going to feel the same way about your son, but how about your daughter down there driving one of these? Yeah, I think it would scare me more to have a daughter behind the wheel because, again, you've got these boys out there that... You know, it could go one or two ways. It could be, hey, I'm going to show her up and push her out of the way, or I'm going to, you know, take it easy on her because she's a girl. And I'd hate to see both. But, yes, it would definitely um, bother me more to see my daughter behind the wheel on them cars than my son. Talking with future race car mom, also happens to be the owner of Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, and a mom of a couple of little girls that might have their sights set on driving. Tabitha Coppola, thank you for joining us. This is Jim Zufall for Rapid on Racing. It will be a September to remember at Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, where high speeds and thrills meet. Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410-wing sprint cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000-to-win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for Championship Night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Late Models, the Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks, headline the Friday before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and Night 2 of the Bill Hendren Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. 
Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. Welcome back to Wrapping on Racing, race fans. Right now, we're going to grab a word with the defending pro stock champion, the gentleman who's leading the point as we enter the final race of the year down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Mr. A.J. Poljak. A.J., welcome to Wrapping on Racing. Thanks, Holly. Pleasure to be here. A.J., you won the championship last year, and that was your first one ever on dirt. And you've been running dirt for over 20 years between the stocks, all the stocks divisions. How big of a relief was it to get that first championship out of the way? Yeah, it, it felt good. You know, I've been coming to this track since I've been a little kid. As much fun as I had on the asphalt, this was always my, my favorite place to race. So to get a championship here, it, it certainly meant a lot. Now, you mentioned the asphalt, and one thing about you is you were an accomplished dirt driver, and then you made the move over to asphalt. You did asphalt for about four seasons or so, and then you came back to dirt. Do you feel that going and running the asphalt made you a better dirt driver? Yeah, it does. It certainly makes you more consistent. On, on asphalt, that's what, it's, that's what it's about, running consistent lap times and hitting your marks every lap. It's... Uh, yeah, I think all around it does make you a better racer, yes. And, A.J., your name's going to sound familiar for other reasons. Besides being a championship driver, you're also a championship engine builder. <laughs> oh, thanks, Holly. I appreciate that. I put a lot of time and a lot of effort in my engines, and, uh, you know, a lot of good guys have my engines, and uh, you know, I'm really proud of them and, and what they do, and I just try to give them the best product I can. What do you take more pride in, the fact that, when you drive your car, obviously it has a pole jack racing motor under the hood, which you have all control over, or is it one of your customers goes out and wins? It's certainly one of my customers. Maybe somebody that was struggling before, and, and I could help them out. And, you know, some guys like Steve Schaubman when he was younger, and getting to see him win and working with guys like, like, like Ben Anton and Garrett O'Patchen and, and just, you know, a bunch of younger guys that, that, that I can help out and, and try to get in victory lane. Now, Maybe it's me, but it seems as if racing is going to a crate motor, and they're trying to use the old saying that it's going to save you money. Now, the crate motors have basically doubled to tripled in cost, and it took away a lot of guys like you or people who knew people who build motors. What do you see yourself evolving motors in the future of racing? Do you, do you, do you think we need to get away from the crates so we can bring back the private engine builder and the guy who knew somebody who tinkered with motors that we can go to them i mean i think for some people the crate engine is a, is a better option possibly but for for me i mean i'm certainly not a crate engine fan and uh it, i think the crate engine definitely takes a lot of the backyard mechanic out of it you know the guys that like to build their own stuff and so i i'm really all for the open engines and i just think that it just it, it puts more of the racer in the equation when you could work on your own stuff and, and tune it and just do different things. Like I mentioned before, crate motors have doubled to triple in price. You building your motors in the past 10 years, have they doubled to triple in price? No, not that much. Parts have certainly went up, and parts are kind of at a premium. Uh, it's, some parts are harder to get than others, but no, they certainly haven't doubled or tripled, no. Well, let's get back to talking about A.J. Poljak, the driver. You've won a lot of races, and you've had a lot of success on dirt and asphalt. And what people might not be realize is you have 
probably 90, 95% of it came in chassis, in stock cars, street stocks, pro stocks, chargers. But you've also stepped into chassis cars and picked up some modified wins on the asphalt. What would you like to do in the future? Would you like to go back to the asphalt, or do you want to stay on dirt? Would you like to go into a late model? No, I'm pretty much sticking sticking to the dirt pro stock. Uh, I would like to race some asphalt races, but uh, just the availability of cars just ain't ain't there no more like they used to be. So, But I certainly miss the asphalt, but I'm, I'm going to stick with the dirt. You've had a lot of great accomplishments in your career. Um, going undefeated on the asphalt one year, you picked up uh, a championship at PMS. AJ Poljak, the driver, what would you say is your greatest accomplishment? I would say on the asphalt, the the undefeated season, I, I would say so. Yeah, that was, that was a lot of fun. That was a good time. And... Let's go ahead now and talk about the crew and the marketing partners that bring the number 36 AJ Poljack Racing Poljack Performance Engines car to the track. Well, certainly I got to thank my mom and dad and all, all my family and friends. Certainly a big help. And I got Shane Conley. He's my tire guy. And, and Big Jim Conley helps out. And uh, I got Horhut Contracting as a sponsor. And, uh, of course, all my friends, the, the Shopmans, the McGills, the Antons, Adam Kostelnik, you know, I met Adam, you know, 15, 20 years ago, and he's always helped me out. Even when I, you know, run dirt, he's, he's, he's always helped me out. So big thanks to him. And Howie, you've certainly done a lot for me and Scott A. Yellow and just a lot of great guys that, that I've met over the years. And I'm, I'm sure I'm leaving somebody out, but, but uh, there's, there's just too many people to list and a great group of people to really, really made this possible for me. Well, AJ, we appreciate you taking time out. You're closing in on your possible second straight championship down at PPMS in the Pro Stock Division, and uh, we want to wish you good luck, and thanks again for taking time. All right, Howie. Thanks for having me, buddy. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online. And get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price. And it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochran. See it all at Cochran.com. Hi, my name is Jason Bush from Bush Brothers Tire Service. We are one of the best tire dealer and repair shops in Allegheny County, offering phenomenal customer service, expert in-house with more than 30 years' experience to ensure premium craftsmanship is done start to finish. Bush Brothers Tire Service was started by my Uncle Paul Bush and Father Martin Bush in May of 1985. I, Jason, joined the company in early 2000. We offer state inspection and emissions testing, tire sales, tire maintenance, 
wheel alignments, general auto repairs, brake service, and free estimates. We are located at 1931 Monongahela Avenue, Swissville, PA, 15218. And for any additional information, you can reach us at 412-351-5342. And now back to Don Gamble and more Rapid on Racing. After all the names that have won this race over the years, Lynn Paxton, Bobby Allen, Kenny Well, Lou Blaney, Ralph Torterson, Jan Opperman, Johnny Bieber, Ed Lynn Shearing, the list goes on and on. Getting congratulations from Aaron Fry, Fast Series owner. Here's your winner, folks, it's Bob Felmley. Come up here, Bob. <laughs> Here's your winner, folks, it's the flying one, Bob Felmley. <laughs> Bob, congratulations. All I can say is incredible. I've watched you all my life racing all around the country. You were catch and flick before you had the flat tire. Did you see anything from your viewpoint on what was happening with flick? No, I didn't. Uh, I, I was thinking out there, I only thing I have a shot is he gets tangled with lap traffic or has a problem because he was better than we were. And uh, I got into 24 right off the start. I apologize. I didn't know he was there. You know, got to thank B Bill Bailey Racing. He owes me 20 bucks tonight. <laughs> Classic Inc., Kissler Engines. I got to thank Paul and the guys out there. They do a great job on motors. You've run here essentially since the track reopened back in 1989 you've won so many features your 24th career win here you've been a multi-time track champion how's it feel to be back in victory lane winning the western pennsylvania sprint car championship your name added to that historic list of drivers that's cool you know i, I have raced here a lot of years i won a lot of races here in 89 90s 2000s 2010s 2011s you know, I'm an old guy out here having fun, you know, just doing it as a hobby. When it came time for the restart with five to go, you know you had some young guns behind you. Did you think they were going to get around you, or with your expertise, were you going to be able to hold them off? Well, first off, I don't know if you guys watch or not, but when Kekic is ever in front of me, I plow him in the ass. He plowed me in the ass two or three times, so uh, I think we're about even. <laughs> oh, Bobby, like... I've watched you run, like I said, for a long time. You were in retirement, came back out, won at Tri-City. You're back in Mercer Victory Lane. $4,000 richer. Congratulations on the win. Thank you very much, everybody. Thanks for coming. There you go, folks. Bob Feldley picking up the win. Folks, finishing second in the 5K will be Adam Kekage. Adam, you tried everything you could to get up there. You passed so many cars on the way to the front. When Flick had that flyer, did you think you had a chance? Uh, honestly, I did because I sent it in under Bob there right before that caution and um, didn't want to really see the caution because I thought another lap I could have slid him. But uh, right before they took the green, we took the green for the last uh, five laps there, I think we broke a spark plug or something because the motor kind of fell on its face and I was just wide open the whole way and it, it wasn't running to its full potential. But uh, hopefully it's just a spark plug and easy fix and it, it didn't hurt anything else. So uh, we'll take second and uh, proud of my guys, uh, everybody that helps out with this team, uh, my family and all their support. Uh, we keep plugging away. Uh, it's, been a, it's been a trying year with uh, new chassis, new shock package and everything. And uh, 
feel like we just keep getting better and better every week, but the only way to get it fixed and get better is to race. So we've got to keep plugging away. And I think once we get this thing rolling, a couple things uh, fixed will be pretty decent. Well, did a great job finishing second and the Mercer Track Championship. Once again, another one to add to your, your historical run here at this racetrack. Yeah, uh, another championship's really, really cool. Uh, something I can hold one up on my dad because he only got one. So, uh, But no, all seriousness, if it wasn't for um, all my guys, my family, uh, and all their support and backing me and my girlfriend, uh, she puts up with a lot of stuff. But uh, not only the, the, the team and the family and friends, but our sponsors. I mean, they, they stick with us each year, and uh, we brought some new, uh, some new partners on board. So if it wasn't for them, uh, you know, everybody, everybody helping, uh, Sunburst Environmental Services, McClung Auto Body, uh, Fox's Pizza out of Mercer, go get your pizza, um, Hermitage Agway, uh, Sneeza Cabinets, uh, Sheepdog Project, um, McCullough Farms, Tense Fab, uh, uh, Sneezik, or uh, Homer Sanitary, just everybody involved. It's, it's, it's a big deal for us to keep us going, and hopefully next year we can uh, do something bigger and better, so we'll see what happens. Adam, congratulations once again. Thank you. Adam Kekich finishing second. Finishing third, folks. Danny Sams, congratulations on finishing third on a very tricky racetrack. One of your first times here. You had a broken J-bar on the car. Yeah, Jacob's ladder got broke on the original start there. So fighting fight a car that wouldn't move right. And uh, being from Florida, we'll never see tracks like this at all. You know, First time seeing the place. Third place, got better all night. So can't complain too much. It's been a great night. This racetrack, odd shape. You saw it when you were coming down the back stretch. You're going in instead of going straight. Way different than what you're used to down in Florida. Oh, yeah, by far. The dirt's just crazy. It got wet throughout the night. And uh, now never seen anything like it, but uh, I can't thank my mom and Sean enough for coming. My dad can't be here. He's out working Hurricane Lee, you know, helping people out there. So to be able to get a top three without him, he, he's my main guy. And uh, I got Sean and mom helping me a lot. And I can't thank uh, Rocky Anderson. He owns the car, Anderson Racing, the RV Locks. And Global Link car, it, uh, it's always been fast. So, uh, and above all, thank the good Lord. Fantastic run and finishing third, first time here. Congratulations. Thank you guys. Have all a right, Danny Sands picking up third place. I'd like to take a minute to talk to you about Steve Scarupa Photography. Steve specializes in wedding photography and shoots landscapes for fun. He has separate websites for both brides and weddings. He shoots some badass photos, sometimes people, sometimes racing, and sometimes nature. Steve's work is excellent. You can check him out at stevescarupaphotography.com or 412brides.com, which is his wedding website. Steve is your go-to guy for the best photographs in the tri-state area. You won't be disappointed. Are you in need of financial planning or portfolio review? Rick Sabo of RPS Financial Solutions is an independent financial planner who has testified as an expert witness on insurance and investment fraud. He helps people who are concerned about their portfolio or with other financial matters. His services include investments, pension, and 401k rollovers, estate planning, life insurance, and long-term care alternatives. As a registered IRS tax preparer, he can assist retirees with the completion of property tax rebate forms and other government tax reduction programs at no charge. Mr. Sabo does not charge a fee to meet with potential clients for a fact find. His office is located at 5061 Route 8, Gibsonia, PA. If you are in need of any of the services that he provides, give him a call at 724-443-5720. 
That's 724-443-5720. Or email him at rick.sabo at jwcemail.com. Securities offered through J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, member of FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated, neither J.W. Cole Advisors Incorporated or J.W. Cole Financial Incorporated, nor its representatives provide legal, tax preparation, or accounting advice. Persons who provide such advice do so in a capacity other than as a registered representative of J.W.C.A., J.W.C. RPS Financial Solutions and J.W.C., J.W.C.A. are unaffiliated entities. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, welcome back to Rapid on Racing. And right now I'm going to grab a word with uh, Tyler County legend. This driver has won many championships here. He picked up the biggest win of his career, a Lucas Oil late model win back in 2005. Um the driver of the Mighty Mouse Motorsports Kryptonite chassis, car number 18, Robbie Scott. Robbie, welcome to Rapid on Racing. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Hey, Robbie, you're a second-generational driver. Your dad, legend down in West Virginia. And I remember when you started racing, you went right into an E-Mod and had success, and then you and your dad tackled the super late models. It's hard to believe that you've been running the supers for pushing 30 years yeah i think we're uh 31 years actually yeah yeah so back when i started you had to have a, a driver's license so uh, about three three weeks after i got my driver's license i was in a modified so and now you, you don't have to do that you can start driving much younger which i, I could have back then and dad wanted me to but just we couldn't at the time so i would hot lap the late model after the races you know a little bit here and there so, just to get my feet wet but yeah started full-time in 1992 Wow, that's crazy to think that 31 years you've been behind the wheel of a race car. And what was it like getting to race with your dad? I mean, it just has to show that, you know, you had a very special bond, a very special relationship. Not many father and sons could go and tackle dirt late model racing together. No, and it was tough. It was difficult because he and I were, I mean, we were father and son and we were just alike. So we butted heads on a lot of things. And that was just a father-son thing. But, you know, I count my blessings and was, was, I'm very thankful and very blessed that I got to do that with him. And uh, I'm sure he, he felt the same way. I lost him in 2011. Um, but there's not a day that goes by that I don't think about him. So I know he's here with us. And recently you started uh, racing go-karts with your son, Evan. And what's it like going to... A competition that you've been very successful in, and now you're the teacher trying to teach Evan how to learn how to drive and how to race at such a young age. It's tough because he's four, so you have his attention for four or five seconds, and then he's he's wandered off and looking at squirrels or whatever it is that you know they're thinking about at that age. But uh, he, he seems like he's going to be a natural at it. I, I look at his. Uh, I probably notice things that other people don't notice, um, being a driver myself. I watch his mechanics and stuff when he's on the cart, how he holds the wheel, and how he approaches things, how he'll run consistent laps. He may not be the fastest cart out there, um, which he hasn't been. He's only run three or four times in that baby cart, but he's consistent uh, where he runs on the racetrack every lap, and that's just stuff you don't teach. It just it comes natural. And... 
what's kind of cool is racing is in your family. Your cousin, no, I'm sorry, your nephew. Okay, I was getting it right. I'm sorry, your nephew. Um, also, a dirt late model legend. Um, you fans might have heard of him. I think his first name is Josh. Yeah, yeah, Josh Richards. Very proud to say is my nephew and uh, fine young man and, and accomplished racer. I mean, you name it. Um, uh, he's a young man that's that's kind of he's done it all. I mean, at a very very young age, and uh, he's kind of off doing his own thing right now. He took over his uh, he and his wife took over his mother in law's custom cabinetry business, and they've been very successful in that. And I wouldn't count him out of dirt late model racing. Uh, I think he's kind of getting a little bit of an itch to get back into a car, uh, so I, I wouldn't count him out. Um, may seem you know sometime soon, hopefully. Now I have to ask. You're now working with your son, Evan. Any chance of uh, seeing Josh, you know, his mom was a Scott. Any chance of uh, seeing him maybe climb aboard the Scott racing number 18? We've talked about it. I asked him, and, and he thought about it, and he, he declined because I run a kryptonite chassis now. And of course, his father is the, co or is the founder of Rocket Chassis, along with Steve Baker, so... To keep from causing any family controversy, you know, with him, um, he's, he's declined the offer. But uh, it still stands if he ever wants to get in it. I don't look at it that way. I just want him to do it because he's been so good to me growing up. You know, he used to come to the races with me and help me when he was just a kid, you know, a little kid, when his dad would be out on the road and stuff. So I would just like to do it just to, to watch him in my car. He's probably the only person I would ever let drive my equipment, you know, with drivers are kind of stingy with having who they let in their cars but you know I, I could learn a lot from him and just from from you know from all the knowledge that he has through the years so um i don't look for it to happen just because of that but it would be nice you know there it doesn't matter if it's a kryptonite a rocket longhorn josh richards is still josh richards and he's going to come and kick some ass it, it it doesn't matter what he drives i mean it, the kid could or i'm gonna say that he's he's a kid to me but he's he's a He's a young man now, but he, he could drive the wheels off of anything. I mean, watched him grow up. He had four-wheelers and go-karts, and it didn't matter what he got on. He was just uh, just a natural. He got in my late model one day um, when he was 11. The track wasn't graded or anything. That's when Mark and Steve had I-79 Speedway, and Mark put a throttle stop and everything on it. Just went and let him go out there and, and drive. And after three laps, he looked, he looked like he'd been driving for five, six years, you know, and so you knew right then and there he he was going to be something special. Now, you've won super late model features. You won on the Lucas Oil late model series. But I'm going to say you're a short track legend. But probably one of your biggest wins happened down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway. And you were driving a car for Jim Zarin. And that is when you got to take your son to Victory Lane for the very first time. Well, actually, he was asleep. Uh, he didn't get to go to Victory Lane with us. But, yeah, that was a special win. Uh, that was my first ever rush race. And it came in a non-qualifiers uh, race at Pittsburgh up at the, uh, the Bill, Bill Emick Memorial, maybe. I, I don't remember what the name of the memorial race was. But it was it was very special. And uh, especially coming in the first night that I drove for Jim. And they're great people. We made a great friendship, you know, from when I worked at Rocket and stuff. So, um, yeah, that was pretty special. But the first time... Um, Evan was in Victory Lane, was in 2019, um, which was that earlier that year. He was, um, 
think he was about six weeks old or something like that. Uh, maybe seven, eight, seven, eight weeks old. And it was it came down here at Tyler County Speedway the very first night I drove for Sam Irvin um, a little bit that year. We won the very first night out. He was, I mean, he was just you could, he was just an infant, you know. So he was in victory lane. So it's been pretty special. You know what? I was here that night, and uh, I remember the track was a little rough. You were a little woozy coming out of the car in victory lane. You said your visor kept on popping up on you. Yeah, it was it? And we we traded the lead several times. Michael Lake and I we were sliding each other. And then I just got, I just kept my momentum, and I, he was overdriving his car a little bit where I was kind of playing it conservative and, and, and using my experience, and we, we ended up coming out on top that night. Michael really ran me hard, and he ran me clean, but it was a special night for sure. What is it about the short tracks that fit your driving style? Um, Elkins, um, Tyler, Rory, not, not necessarily a short track, but not a big track either. You just fly around those in that car, in the car number eighteen. Well, it was just opportunity. I mean, that's just we didn't get to travel a whole lot. We did uh, around the mid two thousands. Got to travel a little bit, and um, it just fits my driving style because that's all I ever got the opportunity to race on. But uh, I had the track record for a number of years up in Sharon Speedway, and um, then we got to run Charlotte. And I ran well down there, and Pittsburgh we ran well, but I just didn't have a a lot of experience on those big tracks so um i guess just all the experience i have on these small tracks it's helped me well now's a chance for you to go ahead and as your car owner uh, evan just walked in for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helps make this car number 18 possible um we really don't have any monetary sponsors so it's just uh, my wife and i we fund the car but of course kryptonite race cars and freddie carpenter is probably my biggest help and uh, schaefer's oil by doug smith wiles uh willies willwood winners um, Sweet, Kaiser Manufacturing, um, Walker Performance, Strange Axles. We've got a, just a ton of product help that we rely on, quick car uh, products. And uh, without those guys, I mean, you know, we, we wouldn't be racing at all. And I'll be honest, when this motor is ready for, to be freshened, uh, my, my Ford Pro Power that we run, we'll probably, that'll probably be the end of the racing career because we can't afford I've got four tires on the car tonight, and I've got two spares, and that's that's what we're here to race on. I don't even have a feature tire to run because we really don't know if we'll make the feature or not. So um, I just had enough money to buy what we have, and but we're blessed to be here, and uh, I'm grateful for it, and we'll go out there and make the best of it. We're going to have fun. Race fans, wherever Robbie Scott is racing, keep it on at number 18 because he's going to the front. Thank you for your time, Robbie. Thanks. Appreciate it. I'd like to take a minute and thank all the photographers that provide the beautiful pictures that we use on the Rappin' on Racing Facebook page. At Lernerville, it's Jason Brown. At Pittsburgh, it's Steve Scarupa. Jennerstown is Benji Husick. Latrobe, Howie Bayless. Now, Howie and Scott Goodman travel around a lot and we get pictures from them for specific racing events and we thank all these people for their wonderful work number one cochran has created a new way a faster way an easier way to buy a car now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store or do it all online and get home delivery 
Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. Every day when they open the doors at Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, their goal is to provide great customer service by offering affordable automotive and truck repair service performed by highly trained technicians at the highest industry standard. By implementing the latest diagnostic equipment and computerized repair manuals, you can rest assured that your vehicle will be repaired to factory specifications for your specific car or truck. At Zarin Truck and Automotive, they believe in honest repairs and will demonstrate that fully by explaining the repair or service you are receiving and they'll give you an estimate or quote before work is performed. When you choose Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights, Pennsylvania, you are choosing professional automotive repair and maintenance performed by expert automotive technicians. That's Zarin Truck and Automotive in South Heights. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Race fans, right now we're going to talk to a driver who's had a breakout year down at Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway in the crate late models. The pilot of the quick time performance, Ty Torek Race Center, car number 184, Cole Petrell. Cole, rap, welcome to Rapping on Racing. Thanks for having me, Howie. Hey, Cole, you've been around racing a long time. You're a second-generational driver. Um, you've had a lot of success yourself in the uh, mod lights. And you've been running with the crate cars, God, I want to say about four or five years now. Yeah, this would actually be our third complete year. We're coming up on the complete third year. And what do you like best about the crate car? Uh, I don't know. Um, I like the fact that it's a half hour from the house. We can go and race it, and we don't have to travel long distances anymore like we did with the Ma Light. But um, just the competition level, no matter where you go, it's stout. And uh, here at Pittsburgh, there's probably 10 guys that can win on any given night. And you picked up a couple wins this season. And what's it like coming to a track where your dad used to race? I mean, you were basically raised in these pits in the grandstand. It's pretty cool seeing it from the other side now, like from the driver's standpoint. Yeah, spent my childhood here watching my dad, and then to get to come out here and do it, it's pretty cool too. And I got to ask, where did the number 184 come from? Well, Number one was always my number growing up in sports or whatnot. So 84 was my dad's number racing, of course. So I kind of just put the two together and ran with it. And that's how it came about. Now, your dad owned E-Mods. Did you ever get a chance to drive one of those? Oh, uh, a couple times with Hot Lap It, but it was mostly just him driving it and me working on it. And you guys had success. Your dad won some. And I remember... Uh, you guys picked up some wins with uh, Andre Layfield behind the wheel. Yeah, yeah. 
my dad had some success. Andre had some success. Uh, it was a good, a good run. You know, the good old days where you could actually have fun on a weekend and enjoy yourself. And this year, you've you've taken, you have two cars, and uh, Daryl Charlier's been piloting your second car on a limited schedule. And uh, what's it like coming here and racing against your own car? Ah, uh, well, there's a lot of history between the Patrols and Charliers. Dale actually built some of my dad's modifieds back in the day, and Daryl and I grew up together, so it's kind of nice to be able to have two cars and Daryl pilot in the other one, and just you collect so much more data with two cars, and it's nice to have a driver like Daryl that's been successful to compare notes with every week. Now, I know one of your goals coming into the season was possibly the point championship, and you and Brandon Burgoon are nose to tell as we enter the final two weeks. With the season you had, like I said, um, if you win the championship, obviously it's going to make for a successful year. But if you don't, would it still be a successful year? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I don't think you can ever be happy with what you've done if you want to keep moving forward with your racing program you know you always strive to get better and you always strive to outdo yourself before somebody outdoes yourself so i mean yes it'll be successful either way but you know there's always things that you could build off of to wish you could go back and do some things differently now one thing you're associated with ty Torek, and he's a longhorn dealer and you're running the rocket um does that mean maybe there might be a horn coming in the future uh, you never know, but it's nothing's in the plans of now. You know, I kind of like the Rockets. They're 45 minutes down the road from us if we need anything. So it's we're, we're sticking with the Rockets, I think, and uh, just move forward from there. Are you guys going to build a new car for next year and sell one of these or come with the same two that you got? Um, everything's up for sale at the end of the year. I'm not quite sure what the plans are, but both cars are going to be for sale after the Pittsburgher, so... We might be back with new stuff, or we just might take a year off and regroup. I'm not 100% certain what's going on yet. Is the plan to run the second car the rest of the year, or still hit and miss with the other car? Uh, no, it'll be in action from here on out until the end of the year. Now, with the mod lights, you used to bounce around from track to track. Once Pittsburgh's done, is that your season, or are you going to try to maybe hit Lernerville or Latrobe or anywhere I'll just have to see how the schedule plays out. We'd like to get out and travel till mid-October if we could, but uh, I, I don't know. I can't answer that truthfully right now. Well, now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank the crew and the marketing partners that put the 184 in contention for its first ever possible point championship here at PPMS. You know, first I got to thank Andre Layfield at Quick Time Suspension. I mean, spend a lot of time on the phone with Andre or texting back and forth trying to get things figured out and. I really appreciate him. Uh, Ty Torig, he helps me out whenever I I need it with parts and whatnot. Um, Basil Race Fuels, we spawned, or we teamed up with Basil this year and actually become a dealer with them. So uh, try to save on costs a little bit that way. Other than that, just James, Mikey, Vinny, everybody that helps me out on a weekly basis. I couldn't do it without them, and especially with the patience of my wife, with all the time and money we put into this thing, we don't have a lot of sponsors that help us with money but you know every little bit helps and um, you know parts and things and then brad with race one motors i don't know where we'd be with brad without our engine program i mean 
he's a phone call away anytime you need him and pretty much just customer services second to none hands down well i want to thank you for your time as like i said you guys are gearing up for hopefully that championship run uh you and burgoon are neck and neck as we enter the final two weeks and uh again um thank you for your time and good luck tonight thanks howie i appreciate it it will be a september to remember at pittsburgh's pennsylvania motor speedway where high speeds and thrills meet Saturday, September the 2nd, the Fast on Dirt 410 Wing Sprint Cars return for their final visit of the season for a 3,000 to win showcase. On September 9th, all military, veterans, and first responders receive free grandstand admission for the third annual Josh Langer Hobby Sock Invitational featuring a pre-race kid-focused festival. The second annual Sport Compact Shootout, the Rush Late Model Topless 20, and Thunder on the Dirt's Vintage Modifieds invade Dirt's Monster Half Mile on Saturday, September the 16th. The regular season draws to a close for championship night on Saturday, September the 23rd, featuring the crescendo for the Rush Sportsman Modifieds. Night one of the Bill Hendren Memorial for the Rush Late Models, the Bob Walters Memorial for the Penn Ohio Pro Stocks headline the Friday before the Pittsburgher on Friday, September 29th. The Lucas Oil Late Model Dirt Series 35th Annual Pittsburgher presented by Big River Steel and night two of the Bill Hendren Memorial finish off the season on Saturday, September 30th. Tickets are on sale now. Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, ppms.com. Number One Cochrane has created a new way, a faster way, an easier way to buy a car. Now you can complete as much of the process as you'd like online and spend less time in store. Or do it all online and get home delivery. Expressway is way easy to use. Just shop our nearly 20 new car brands and thousands of pre-owned vehicles to find the model that's perfect for you. We're big on transparency, so you get our best possible price up front. We call it our clear-cut price, and it's independently validated by Kelly Blue Book right on your screen. Our experts are standing by to help you throughout the entire buying process. You can also stop at any time, save where you are, and come to the showroom to pick up where you left off. Don't love your new vehicle? Don't worry, we'll take it back, no questions asked. Best of all, Expressway is open 24-7. That means you can buy your way with Expressway right away. Number one, Cochrane. See it all at Cochrane.com. And now more Rapid on Racing with Don Gamble and Howie Bayless. Welcome back to Rapid on Racing, race fans. Right now we're going to talk to one of the rookies in the pro stocks, Emerson Laboon. Emerson, last year you drove a four-cylinder and you had a hell of a year contending for the championship and um, picked up a ton of wins. You made the move up and your family, your uncle and your dad have owned or driven pro stocks for about 20 years, I would say. And you took on uh, trying to fill their big shoes. And how would you rate your rookie season in the pro stocks? Um, obviously, it, it's been all right. I mean, we're still learning. So we'll get there one day. Were you able to take anything that you learned in the young gun car, the front wheel drive, Chevrolet, and put it into this Chris Snyder built car? Or basically everything you learned, you had to throw out and just start over. No, definitely I picked up a lot from the young guns into the pro stocks. Do you feel the four-cylinder is a good way to start because of limited power and, and that? And then you get into this car, which, I don't know, 
your dad knowing your dad he probably has a 430 under the hood but a lot of power how hard was it just learning to adjust honestly it wasn't that big of a switch it didn't really feel like it was a big switch now how did you get involved in racing like i said your dad and uncle have owned and your grandfather they own cars for oh god 30 40 years and you know what made you decide to be the one that wanted to get into racing I always wanted to get in go-karts, and then by the time he was like, let's put you in something, I was 13, so he just threw me in a young gun. What's it like when you pull out in the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, a 13-year-old, never driven anything in your life, and your dad and your family are telling you, okay, go as fast as you can and don't hit the wall? <laughs> um, you just got to put it to the floor and hope for the best. And then what was it like the first night in this car, the Pro Sock? Um... I don't, it was just learning it, just figuring it out, feeling how it is. Now, your Uncle Vince, he's one with a pro stock. Is he able to give you any type of advice or just the cars advance that much? And, you know, obviously you're a lot thinner than your Uncle Vince and the percentages are off. But, I mean, were you able to get any information off of him? Yeah, he tries giving me any advice as I need it going along anytime he can. And what does the future hold? You're uh, currently going to Thomas Jefferson High School. Do you want to? Are you going? You want to be a racer full time, or you want to do the normal girl stuff and start cheerleading, or doing be like your sister and be a wrestler? Um, obviously, school, then work, then racing. So racing's taking up a lot of time right now. Probably for a career or welding. I don't know yet. So something to do, maybe be a race car uh, cage welder. Yeah, maybe. Now's a chance for you to go ahead and thank everybody who helped make this 2023 season possible. Um, I can't thank my dad enough for getting it ready every single week. Uh, J&J, Jefferson Hills Lawn Equipment, Next Gen, uh, all the refs and showmen just for coming by every week and making sure I got everything I need. Uh, Hoods Up Quick Lube, uh, Lasso Construction, anybody I miss and who's helped me out. Now, is there a way that people can follow your racing? Do you guys have a Facebook page or a website? Uh, we have a Facebook page, J&J Racing, but I'm slacking on posting on it. Well, race fans, be sure to keep your eyes on the 114. Emerson Laboon, the driver, um, trust me, with her dad, crew chief in this car, it will be going to Victory Lane uh, before too long. Thank you. I want to take a minute and thank our marketing partners. Number one, Cochran Automotive, Pittsburgh's Pennsylvania Motor Speedway, Zarin Truck and Automotive, and RPS Financial Solutions. Without these people, we would not be able to do Wrapping on Racing, and I thank them. Tomorrow all the things were gone I'd work for all my life And I had to start again With just my children and my wife I thank my lucky stars To be living here today Cause the flag still stands for freedom And they can't take that away Yeah.
Sports Talk Show. Today's program was brought to you in part by our marketing partners. Recognized by the Eastern Motorsports Press Association as one of the top racing shows in the Eastern United States. Have a great week and be sure to tune in for another installment of Rappin' on Racing. Stand on it.